What's up, guys, and welcome to Paint Bravely. My name is Casey. And I'm Brent. And we are going to talk a little bit about painting, kind of get into who we are, what this podcast is all about, and kind of see where it takes us. Yeah, welcome to episode one here. Yeah. So how are you doing today, Brent? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So a little bit excited about starting this podcast here. Um, what else is going on? I actually did some painting last night, so that's good. Mm. That's not that's not an every night thing, but it's not good every to get night back thing. into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, no. Kind of goes in uh, goes in spurts. All right. But yeah, last night painted a dwarf. Felt pretty good about that. Are you using that dwarf for anything specific? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, if you don't know who we are. Uh, we both have YouTube channels. I am eBay Miniature Rescues, if you've ever seen that, and Brent. Uh, Goobertown Hobbies. The Goobs. Yes. Do you like that name? Uh, the Goobs, uh, yeah. take it or leave it. Uh, Goobertown Hobbies I've become quite attached to. Goober, sure. Goobertown, uh, very much like those names. Um, There's randos coming up to you on the street going, hey, Goobs. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, did not foresee that one, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll 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 go with it. Like, yeah. So why did we, why did we start this podcast, Brent? Well, there's a question. Um, for me, I actually listen to a lot more podcasts than I watch YouTube channels. Um, you know, as I'm painting, I can listen to a podcast easy. As I'm cleaning the house, I can listen to a podcast. As I'm driving, I can listen to a podcast. And that is not the way that I consume YouTube videos. So although kind of both of us started out-ish as a YouTube channel, um, I actually consume a lot of podcasts. And so I wanted to have that be be one of the, the media outlets of, of Goober Town and eBay Miniature Rescues here. Yeah. And I, I suppose it's kind of the same for me. Like I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, like personally find a lot of enjoyment out of that. Um, you know, it does help me paint, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that kind of goes a lot with painting. You know, a lot of people listen to audiobooks mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll throw something on on TV while they paint and you know i think we both kind of wanted that to be really what this is like you know finding that encouragement and you know different things you can do in the hobby and you know like the namesake of this podcast is, is learning how to paint bravely and what that really means to us absolutely um so the way that i think both of us approach this hobby is more painting and hobby and you know making than it is the gaming side of things there are plenty of podcasts about, you know, Warhammer gaming or other, you know, tabletop games, fewer podcasts about painting. And so we wanted to make a, a painting podcast that was really our voice, our uh, mojo, and see where that goes. <laughs> our mojo, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just came to me. Good, huh? Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. This is this is good. Um, so So why don't we get into... I guess, how, how did we meet and why are we doing this together? Because, you know, I think a lot of people that at least have at least come from that YouTube side have seen us do quite a bit together. Um, yeah, but they don't really, they don't really understand what's going on there. Right. Um, so 
we found each other's channels. Uh, I think to be fair, I found your channel first. Uh, you did. You reached out to yeah, me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a. Uh, it was a little more than a year ago. So actually, I'm pretty sure it was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day of 2018. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> all right. So we were we were both. Uh, running very small or relatively small YouTube channels at this time. We I am had, we had fifty subs, man. Yeah, you had seventy five. I had fifty. You had seventy five. Oh, well, I was ahead of you. Oh yeah, but but anyway, the the reason I remember this is because Gloom Spike Gits had just been announced, mm, so and yeah. and you know I had go- goblins that I wanted to paint. I had goblins mm-hmm. that needed painting, and I was thinking, okay. I'm going to I'm going to make a YouTube video on goblins and I just got to find a cool paint scheme and so I went looking for cool paint schemes. I found your video painting painting mm-hmm. goblins and I uh, basically stole your paint scheme to paint my <laughs> goblins. You did. And too. <laughs> uh, yep, 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 yep. Um but you know, I did it in a in a respectful manner and and that oh, led 100%. to a, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but but some of our our favorite videos are you painted some yellow goblins and then I painted some yellow goblins. Um, and for me at least, the the yellow goblins video I made um, got got a lot of subscribers and was kind of a, an important moment in the in the lifespan of Goobertown Hobbies. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I I just remember like both of us had small channels. I found you. We liked each other's videos and. Over time, we we you know, started doing some collaborations. We, uh, yep, you were. I think you were the first channel I ever did a collaboration with, where we like sent mm-hmm. each other a mystery mini, and that was a fun video. Um, you sent me a Dark Elder homunculus, and I made yeah. a video out of that. And you got a, you got a exorcist. Holy crap! That yeah. still blows me away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, in in anything in life, it's awesome to to find peers and people you connect with and friends. And so uh, we were both starting out on our little YouTube adventure here. We found each other. We muckled onto each other. We've been talking and hanging out ever since. And the time has finally come more than a year later where it's time for us to start a podcast. So here we are. Here you are. Uh, buckle up. Yeah. 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 And we, you know, our hope. I guess uh, we can get in kind of the the general structure of how we want to run this podcast. Like, you know, I'd say it's fairly traditional, but we want to we want to touch on topics that might go a little bit deeper into the hobby and, you know, into, again, that that kind of painting bravely aspect of things. Um, You know, like for this episode, we want to talk a little bit about what are some good hobbies out there and why do we why do we choose miniature painting specifically over other hobbies right so like brett do you do anything else besides miniature painting and like how does that compare to miniature painting i do yeah i've had many hobbies over my life um some that have kind of phased out some that i come back to over and over again um thrift shopping i i love to go to to the goodwill and find a project, uh, whether that's yes. an old desk or table to refinish, or whether that's, you know, I had a phase where I was really into old iMacs where I wanted to like, you know, turn an old like lime green <laughs> iMac into a, into a planter or, 
Actually, I did turn it into a a PC, like I built a PC inside an old iMac. Inside of it? (laughs) Yeah, it actually, it took me like a day to like clean out all of the really old hardware inside to Mm -hmm. like, you know, read the instructions for how to clip the cables on the old CRT monitor and stuff in there and just like, you know, figure out how all this went together and just get a a plastic shell of the iMac. And then I figured out how to use a a tiny motherboard for a modern PC and to fit that in there and to get the, you know, the fans, hard drive and and everything all wired up. I found, um, I found actually a touchscreen, like 15 inch square monitor that basically fit the the cutout for the for the iMac. I built that in there, and I got it all booted up, and it was running great. And you know, I installed League of Legends on there. Another hobby, video games. We'll get to that. But yeah. <laughs> and then and then you know, I I sat down to play a game at my iMac PC pack G3 lime green monstrosity, and and then I'm like, wait. I have no desire to play a game at like 800 by 600 resolution right. anymore. This is this is awful. <laughs> um, and then so that um, you know, so some projects turn out great, some fail. But you know, yeah. I, I, um, so when, when sometimes when people ask me what my hobbies are, I'll say like I really like projects. Which projects. You know, what does that mean? Yeah. But there's there's always like something that grabs my attention. That okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to uh, build and make and restore and solve some problems and get some stupid idea that I have to to work out reasonably well. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can get inspiration for things at a thrift store or a pile of trash on the side of the street or, or anything like that. <laughs> now, but, a pile of trash on the side of the street, that there's a story there. Sometimes, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've, furniture is something that I like actively look for on the side of the street, right? And for all you listening at home, you know, nothing with cushions. You don't want bed bugs. No, um, that's that sounds terrible. I've never, I've never had bed bugs, <laughs> but like, uh, don't you be taking things with cushions into your home? That's right. that's not a good idea. Uh, but. You know, you find you find anything made out of hardwood. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do something with that. Yeah. Um. So you know, I've been. <laughs> I actually have a couple of like old futons in my basement right now. Um, just futons that were made out of hardwood, and they're they're completely busted in terms of like actually working as a futon. Yeah. But I still, you know, got a little supply of hardwood there. We'll do something with that, or you get a you get a nice table or a desk, or who knows what you'll find. That's true. Um, and of course, even you know, most of the furniture you'll find on the side of the road is IKEA garbage. Yeah, uh, and I, I just don't <laughs> I don't know. IKEA in itself is it starts off as as kind of trash to begin with. And I mean, I know there's the hardware, but it's I, not great. <laughs> it's not great stuff. I think I think IKEA starts off like the first day that you have it, I think it's pretty cool. Like yeah. it, it it's clean. <laughs> It's clean, it's square and plumb and flush and whatever the other words are. Like the yeah. the surfaces don't have massive bows to them when they start off. You haven't spilled a pitcher of water there, on there's your table not, yet? Right. There's not insane water damage all over the place <laughs> of like bubbling particle board. Um, so I think I think when IKEA's furniture starts off, it looks cool, which is mm-hmm. – 
which is why there's so much of it on the side of the road now is because people <laughs> can't get it and then five years later it's on the side of the road but five years wow um, a, you're giving it a lot of credit there <laughs> well <laughs> after three years you give it to like a, a poor relative and then a couple of years go. later it's on the side of the road <laughs> you, yeah you donate it um, after after the first yeah. spill <laughs> Somebody else can go to a thrift store and be like, yes, new project. Right. That's you most of the time. <laughs> but now if you see any Ikea furniture with drawers, you see like an old Ikea chest of drawers, mm -hmm. you go and get that hardware. Like you, you know, if you carry a screwdriver around with you in your car, your backpack or whatever, and sure, you see, yeah. you know, an old set of drawers, you take those drawer pulls, you know, you, you take those sliders. You never know what they'll be good for. You'll, you'll find a way. Um, yeah. I don't think of myself as a hoarder, uh, but you know, some people could classify it as that, but, um, I and this, this that. gets into, this gets into mini painting too. Like I, I have over the years developed a pretty good collection through, through eBay, but, um, really Craigslist has been a major boon for me in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, just, just kind of trolling for, for deals, you know, mm -hmm. seeing, seeing what opportunities are out there yeah. and, yeah, and I've had a couple of uh, good hauls in my time, and that's that's really built up my collection and my pile of shame and my to-do list. So, yeah, that to-do list <laughs> that that doesn't seem to ever go away. I mean, I have I have a closet full of what a lot of people might consider to be, you know, Warhammer garbage. Uh, obviously, you know, me being the the eBay rescue guy. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Cheap garbage that I can make into something new, that, that restoration aspect. Um, and that certainly right. goes into thrift shopping, which we'll definitely have to have an episode on at some point because <laughs> I enjoy a good thrift shop um, almost every weekend. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to do nice. that. Have you, ever, have you ever gone into a thrift store, um, been looking through, you know, you're looking at all the stuff and you find something you're like, oh. I have one of these and I could use two of these and you purchase it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have a good example for what it could be, but you're like, you know, two is better than one. This, this is useful. Mm -hmm. And then you get home and you realize that the thing you just bought isn't the second thing. It's the thing you donated three weeks ago. Oh, I have never had that happen. <laughs> no, that's low, man. That's low. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, Look, yesterday I was at Goodwill, and I had a good long look at a cast iron skillet. And right. I already have a cast iron skillet, but, and it was... But two is yeah. better than one cast iron skillets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I had a good long thing, and this time I didn't do it. But, man, it all depends on, on the mood, on the day. Yeah. Like, that's dangerous. It, it can be. Yeah, buying yeah. buying your own things back from the thrift store is a, it's a real <laughs> low point in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but on that, I think both of us really do enjoy old Warhammer models mm -hmm. and restoring old Warhammer models. Um, you know, sometimes the best you can do with them is turn them into to bits for something else or turn yeah. them into terrain or something like that. But yeah, both of us do have a serious collection of busted up models that some of them can be salvaged and some of them probably can't. Yeah. Um, but 
even then, you know, I have uh, a ton of like old Dark Eldar warriors that are, have been snapped so many times just because they were poorly designed minis. You know, the, the every one of them has a broken rifle and you can see the seam because <laughs> I, I cannot glue that seam to right to be perfect anymore. It's it's always like, oh, yeah, that's where the rifle is snapped. There is no <laughs> there is no way to fix it. But, yeah. Um, well, I say there's no way to fix it, but uh, I have experimented with you know wrapping some thread around it or something to make it look like he's hanging oh, some cool ornaments go. off of that that yeah. damaged area but throw like a green stuff wrap around there and yeah oh sure sure yeah. absolutely and so even then though even on like really old nasty minis i can still use them for experimenting with new paints or you know checking airbrush recipes playing around mm -hmm. with the airbrush playing around with um you know rattle cans mm -hmm. if you're worried uh that you might be getting like a bad prime on a given day if the weather is not right or whatever you go outside with some old minis just see what happens yeah um but anyway so both of us yeah we're we're kind of hoarders when it comes to <laughs> minis uh that can be seen as a negative but also we i think both of us derive a lot of a lot of good out of that you know yeah i think so i think that yeah. i think that we've both been able to use our piles of shame you know as a lot of people like to call it to you know make the hobby at least a little bit better of a place and and i do think that's a a good place to be coming from and i know we try and do that with our youtube channels and you know hopefully we can we can come across in the same type of a way in this podcast yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so both for both of us, obviously, our hobby is painting minis, restoring minis, and having a YouTube channel. But uh, what else do you do, Casey? Well, I actually, I mean, there's a few things, and and I think uh, this might be a good time to talk about what are some some other good hobbies. And I guess I'll I'll go first. Um, playing music. I've been in a band for 12 years, 13, four, almost 15 years. Yeah. Um, playing music, collecting musical gear, um, doing all that kind of thing. It's a good release from, you know, a lot of other things, kind of like miniature painting is. But, you know, it's on a on a different level, like playing in front of people is a whole aspect. And, you know, learning complicated songs and that kind of thing. So that that's a hobby that I've I've been doing and and I I lightly call it a hobby uh only because for a long time it was like this is going to be my job you know mm -hmm. and and weirdly it like I'm still we're still going but um miniature painting has kind of taken over in the last couple of years and that happens. Yeah. yeah. Hobbies can kind of ebb and flow. And it's interesting to see which ones you keep coming back to and that really, you know, make an impact on your life. And, you know, some of them kind of fade out and maybe you'll never get back to them or it's going to be a long time. But right. for both of us, um, we've had different phases of, of mini painting in our lives. And that is something that we do keep coming back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mini, mini painting has always been the hobby that I've come back to. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, I, I started painting and playing Warhammer, uh, man, it was, it was over 20 years ago now, which really yep, about the same for me. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 And, and, you know, I, I took a long, long break 
in there. Didn't mm-hmm. paint a thing. And then, you know, tried to come back a few times um, to varying degrees of <laughs> success. <laughs> yeah. And then this last one kind of stuck, you know, uh, I think, I think YouTube helped quite a bit with that, but uh, yeah, I think mini painting is, is definitely one of those hobbies that, you know, it's okay to take a break in because mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. Or at least it feels like it does. <laughs> it is going to be there. I have definitely got that impression. I mean, you know, as time goes by, you know, the popularity of the hobby ebbs and wanes. And, you know, at, right now it seems more popular than maybe it's ever been, which is cool. I think um, it actually is like the, the, yeah, at least for Games Workshop, I think they're on the highest point they've ever been on right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, like D&D is doing really well right now, mm-hmm. too. Obviously, there are um, 3D printing, and there's tons of independent and smaller companies with board games, and it it does seem like we're in a, a golden age for minis and mini painting and all that, which is cool. Um, so yeah, you know, as time goes on, the popularity of this hobby can change, which might, you know, kind of affect your experience with the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, as time goes on, the, the minis that are being released change, you know, the, some games come and go, uh, you know, I don't think Warma Hordes is quite what it was mm. a few years ago or whatnot. So if that happened to be your thing, like, yeah, maybe the hobby's changed a little bit for you. Um, but on the other hand, like for the, for the most part, it's just better and better minis and more and more minis coming out every year. Yeah. So for the most part, you know, coming back to a hobby like this, there's just more stuff that you can do with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, looking at a lot of uh, old minis that we have, like the, the quality level and the sculpts are, are so good these days. You know, it's it's really hard yeah. to find a bad mini. You know, you get those memes every so often of like, you know, your, your new dark Eldar riding in canoes with their... <laughs> They're mm-hmm, like uh, mm-hmm. staffs and stuff. Uh, but I, I haven't seen anybody really complaining about those sculpts. I think just making fun of the fact that they look like that. You know, they're like Games Workshop specifically isn't really producing bad stuff, which which I think is pretty awesome. And it's it's been really good for the hobby. Yeah. And that sets the bar for everybody, really. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you can get awesome minis that look like this in plastic what are all these smaller companies going to do? They're going to find a way to try to compete, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they are, they are competing really hard. I mean, there are some small companies, yeah. uh, like I just painted a, uh, a cyborg miniature. I don't know if you've ever seen those. They're, they're resin hand sculpted. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name. I know his last name is cyber. So whatever his first name is, somebody will mention it. I'm sure. Um, cool. It's so Casey yeah. just called me out on a company that I did not immediately recognize. Uh, really? Thank okay. you for that, Casey. I did not know that. Um, no, I mean, no, it's in the back of my head. Like, yeah, I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. But it actually really is impressive how many small companies are out there right now. Yeah. Um, you know, going to like a convention in the vendor hall or whatever and mm-hmm. just walking around, um, you know, because both of us are fairly heavily involved in in this hobby and are always trying to learn more about it we're mm-hmm. aware of most of the stuff but again just walking around a vendor hall i'm always surprised like 
how many companies, like entire companies, entire lines I just haven't heard of. Right. But then they just draw me in like, whoa, like what is that? Yeah. I had I had no idea that this company was producing awesome yetis and crocodiles for the last right. 10 years and I'd never <laughs> heard of them. Like this is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think the hobby is in a good place and that is definitely exciting for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um both of us are coming from a place where we want the hobby to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When, yeah, when people tell us that they're getting back into the hobby or starting painting minis for the first time, that makes me feel good. Like, yeah, and that's kind of what we wanted to explore with this episode. So if somebody tells me that they're painting minis, I'm like, yes, like another person in the hobby, like, yes, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a good thing for me. Now, if uh, we can, we can talk a little bit about like what makes a hobby good or bad or what are good or bad hobbies, but like, you know, if, if someone tells me that like, yeah, I just, man, I just started smoking meth and like, I think this is, I think this is going to be a lifelong hobby like that. Yeah. Sure. That life. doesn't make me feel good. That, that makes me feel bad. Like, yeah. or, um, or if someone shows me like a cell phone game and like, yeah, I just bought 10,000 rubies, right. you know, for so the, the in-game currency. I'm going to be so good at this, uh, <laughs> cell phone clicker. Um, I'm not saying cell phone games are, are all terrible, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> I I put them as a lower quality hobby than mini painting for sure. I I'd say I'd say so, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, if if you're on your cell phone, you know, you're not getting anything accomplished. You might feel pretty good about yourself for a few minutes, <laughs> but yeah, I can't see that going too far. That like a lifelong candy crusher over here, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Do you think do you think if you're really at the top of the uh does Candy Crush have a ladder? See, I don't know. I maybe maybe does. if I, I knew more <laughs> maybe if I knew more about it, like I'd I'd have some more respect for that kind of thing. But like it's maybe possible. maybe if I you're at it, like, you know, top ten on one of the ladders for like right. a, a more popular game, maybe maybe you start to see something good at maybe you start a YouTube channel and then it all works out well for you if you're Yeah. I mean I have seen a that. Top with candy a few crusher, of them. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like somebody'll have a YouTube channel where they're they're building a thing and, and it's but yeah, even then like uh, the monetary <laughs> output to get to that point seems a little bit detrimental to your growth as a YouTuber. <laughs> Sure, sure. So obviously our opinions on this podcast are always subjective, 100%. Um, always partially ignorant, but you know, we're going to try to keep an open mind. Like we're going to yeah. we're going to play devil's advocate like is is playing Candy Crush every day really a bad thing? I'm going to land on it's probably not great. I'm going to land on it is probably better to paint minis every day. And that's what I, we're I advocating for here. Assessment. Yeah, we are. We are yeah. advocating. Yeah. We are advocators for this hobby. We like it when people come into this hobby. You know, it's it's really awesome to to see through our YouTube channels when people leave a comment and say, you know, I've been watching this and you've really inspired me to get back into this thing that you know I used to love or I've never tried before, and they find yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of joy in that and you know it does make us feel good and it might it might be for selfish reasons you know we want to see this hobby grow so that 
you know, what we're doing is, is, is kind of given more validity, I suppose. And, um, yeah, you know, having, having new people to talk to and yeah, like it feels good. So yeah, that's kind of a selfish part. There are, there are no mixed feelings when, when somebody tells me that they're starting to paint minis. Yeah. Somebody tells me that they're uh, installing Boom Beach on their phone. Like, there's some mixed feelings there, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but painting minis, and it, it's a good hobby. We advocate for it. And there is that kind of selfish reason to want people into yeah, the hobby. Exactly, yeah. Um, you want, you know, you can be selfish and say, I want more people in this hobby so that it's more, one, more socially acceptable, mm -hmm. two, more people to talk to. Um, also you've got things like you have more customers buying from companies. So there's going to be more companies selling minis, more lines of minis, more game shops. So there, so from my point of view, growing the hobby is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I, I like seeing that new, the newness from people, you know, that the sparkle in the eye kind of thing, you know? Um, it is a satisfying thing. And, and I, you know, when it comes down to it, I think that we both feel like, because it's really not a bad hobby to get into, right? Like it is super enjoyable and there are a lot of, of benefits to doing it over things like, you know, smoking meth. Right. Right. <laughs> and yeah, in, in the society that we live in, most people are on this routine of eight ish hours of sleep, eight hours of work couple hours going back and forth between work and eating and then you got at the end of the day or maybe the very beginning of the day you have one or two hours to do what you want to do see your friends see your family mm -hmm. spend a little time you know uh, alone on a solo pursuit doing what you want to do and so that's kind of what a hobby is what do you do with that couple hours of yeah. of actually free time that you have during a day what do you choose to do with that time? And it is it's limited and it's precious. And you know, hopefully what you're choosing to do uh, you know, relaxes you and centers you, um, gives you a sense of fulfillment, makes it seem like all the rest of the stuff that you do is worthwhile. Yeah. Um and yeah, and that's that's essentially what a hobby is. There are all kinds of ways that you could spend your time all kinds of hobbies that you could have. Why do we consider this one to be one of the, the worthwhile activities? Right. Why? Yeah. So let's run down a list then of, you know, just for the sake of doing it, um, pros of mini painting as a use of time, and then kind of contrast that with some of the cons, because obviously every hobby has its cons. Um, but, you know, since we're advocating for miniature painting, we might as well spell that yeah, out let's a get into bit. it yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's see what we got here so what are some of the pros of mini painting like what is what does it do all right so let's talk about it as just a solo activity right now mm -hmm. um you know both of us are coming to it as youtubers and there is the whole internet side of things but let's just a person in a small room with a light and a desk and some paints and a mini sitting there uh it's it's relaxing it's calming at the end of the day, you just sit there, hands are busy, but your mind, you know, you, your mind can be active, but it all, can also be kind of blank and mm -hmm. kind of processing the day and thinking about things and centering yourself and 
resetting and all that stuff. So I think it th- there's definitely a meditation aspect to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I do I feel like I, you have to be in the right uh, the right mindset. I think. Um, like I I do I do agree I think that uh, it can be meditative and you know enjoyable as an exercise you know you're problem solving as you're working through a miniature, um, mm-hmm. but I I do feel like there is a, a little bit of a danger of uh, you know even taking the internet out of it is is comparing yourself to you know other I guess art forms or something else you know that that can be a little stressful from time to time so what do you what do you mean by comparing yourself to other art forms there like we we talking about mini painting versus knitting are we talking about uh (laughs) um i mean a, a little bit like uh again that that validity of like is this an art form is it oh sure is it doing something for you um like I get I get a good amount of of enjoyment from just sitting down and painting. Uh but you know from time to time things creep in. Um you know, a little comparison here and there to, you know, other people who paint, that kind of thing. And and, and it's even if you see them in person or if you're painting for a specific reason, you know, you might have those feelings of like I'm not good enough or well, you're getting into the cons. We, Casey, we started on the pros. What are you, what are you doing I'm in the just cons? just juxtaposing <laughs> this idea of, of that pro. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> just laying it out there a little bit. All right. So my position is I sit down to paint and I don't always like, you know, think about this very consciously as what I'm doing as I'm going to sit there and meditate. Like that's mm-hmm. never how I approach it. I, I, I go and sit down at my desk because like, oh man, this, this dwarf or whatever, you know, this dark Eldar, whatever, this, this orc, this goblin is cool. Yeah. And I want to get this painted. And I've got an idea of how to do the skin. And like, that's, that's how I go and sit down at my desk. Awesome. But then, but then, so, so I kind of go there almost from like a sense of like excitement or whatever. But as I'm sitting there for a couple hours at a time and I'm just layering the green on and okay, I need to do a second coat of green. Let's get that second coat of green, moving that, moving that paint around with a brush, just getting, getting mm-hmm. it all pooled up where it needs to be. Um, it turns into a very relaxing meditation kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, w- without, without that being the intent. And so it's right. kind of like a kind of, kind of sneaks up on you there of being, um, in a in a state of pretty deep relaxation of just sitting yeah. there putting that that second coat of green on the goblin just really trying to make everything smooth um it's times like this i wish i knew more about the uh the hobby of like the japanese sand gardens oh Seen sure these were yeah, yeah. And, and it can be can be a big thing with a big rake or it can be like a little thing with a little rake and mm-hmm. um just just moving that sand around getting it all nice Mm-hmm. Does anyone know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, I don't Zen know. Garden. <laughs> yeah, Zen Garden. There <laughs> you go. Hey, yeah. yeah, I don't think we used the word Zen yet, so this is this is good. But mm, Zen. Um, yeah. Well, what I was getting at with with trying to oppose you just just slightly was that of <laughs> of how you approach that to almost ensure that you know, like w- your mindset going into it is in such a way that you know you're not worried about it and that's a good use of your time, right? Of, of painting. And it's a pro is that, you know, you can go into it knowing that you're just going to slap paint on a model because it's cool. 
and it's fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that, yeah, that goes a long way for a lot of people. Um, but it's, it's really hard sometimes to, to wrap your mind around that. Like a lot of people have a lot of problems with that because of all of these other outside influences, you know, but when it comes down to it, if you sit down at your desk and you paint because it's cool, mm-hmm. then I think you're going to have a lot better time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what a hobby is. It's something that you are drawn to do normally because it's something you want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and for painting a mini, I mean, because most of these minis are tied to games, or at least most of the minis that we paint, I know that a mm-hmm. lot of people will sit down and like, okay, I I need, need in quotes there, to paint five space marines or yeah. need to get these Primaris done or whatever. And you can kind of start out like that, but then if you, <laughs> maybe you kind of get into it and you're layering mm-hmm. on that ultramarine blue and then it becomes a relaxation. You may you may start off saying like my hobby is is the game and I'm excited to play a game this weekend and I want to mm-hmm. get, you know, this this squad done and and I need to sit down and paint this squad. And so there might, you know, any any hobby has little deadlines that you put on yourself and stuff and so there might be just a little bit of stress there. But I think yeah. once you get right down into it, at least for me, um I lose track of time. I just get pulled into the putting down smooth layers of paint and yeah. very Zen-like for me. Yeah. A little, little Zen garden yeah. on that shoulder pad. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Zen garden on the shoulder pad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were talking a little bit about uh, problem solving and painting being more like a puzzle for you. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's a really valid way of thinking about it too. Yeah. Like when I, when I sit down, you know, when I sit down to paint, it's, it's kind of like, okay, what problem am, am I going to solve today? Like I, I want to like entertain my brain, you know, and feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm getting something done. Um, and that's always been a big motivation for me. I mean, I, I did start off playing, you know, the game, like I started a long time ago with Warhammer. So my intent when I sat down was to paint things to get ready for a game. And that did make me paint, you know, and it was still fun, especially starting out. But Mm -hmm. in in more recent years, it's been, okay, I want to paint for, you know, Age of Sigmar. And it slowly transitioned into just painting for the sake of painting because I found that I enjoyed that more. But um, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of problem solving that goes into that, you know, it's picking the color scheme that you want. If you don't want it to look like the box, which, you know, most people start off with just painting the box and find Mm -hmm. that, well, the heavy metal painters are much better than I am. So (laughs) I'm going to steer away from that a little bit and, you know, try and find my own voice. Right. Um, so yeah, picking a color scheme, laying down base coats and then kind of figuring out, okay, well, you know, what kind of, what kind of paint mixes can I, can I make? And, you know, just experiment, you know, figure out what color is going to work best for this, what shade is going to work best for this over here. You know, what, what color are those uh, plasma coils going to be? Should it be a, Mm -hmm. you know, a contrasting color or should it be this other kind of color? So, you know, I, I find a lot of enjoyment in, in just figuring those things out, like making those little minor decisions. Like it makes me feel good, right. About myself. And at the end of the day, if I have a finished mini, like, yeah, it feels pretty good. 
you know, and yeah. I, I do think that is a valid way to approach painting and really have a good time. You know, it's like people who like to play Sudoku or crossword puzzles. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which are other very reasonable hobbies to have. Um, well, we can but, get into that. I, I think. Sudoku okay. Well, all right. Well, time, we'll, we'll but, save yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. We'll save that one for later. But no, I, I 100% agree that the process of changing the paint scheme, of choosing a paint scheme is puzzle solving yeah it's yeah you have a you have a blank canvas and your your objective the goal of the puzzle is to make a cool looking mini and what colors are you going to choose mm -hmm. don't do what's on the box you can't do what's on the box better than what's on the box so <laughs> right. you need to yeah pick a pick a def different color scheme and yeah for me that's where i get a lot of the enjoyment as well mm -hmm. um, especially when it starts to come together like oh wow that yeah that orange there that blue there that that was the right call and and here's where you know some of the progression and satisfaction as uh, as a craft mm -hmm. um as a as an art as a craft whatever you want to call it come in of starting to get an instinct for for what colors are going to look good together and starting to be able to to really plan deeply of okay, I'm gonna undercoat this with with black and do a white zenith with a highlight, and then um, you know starting to really solve the puzzle of how to make this look cool, how to get you know color transitions mm -hmm. or or just you know cool color combos or whatnot, get the get the composition looking cool, and there's there's definitely a lot of problem solving that goes on there. You're you're getting your 3D thinking going on. You're getting your aesthetics mm -hmm. the way that you want them um yeah yeah absolutely yeah all right well those are those are some pretty good pros i think yeah you you can you can be sitting there thinking hard and solving problems and achieving or you can be sitting there just zen. sitting there then yeah yes uh or or some blend of the two or going back and forth between them you know mm -hmm. there is that flow um, right you know, you get yeah. into that zone and you just, you're just going. I mean, I've definitely sat down and it's been like, wow, it's three in the morning. I should probably go to bed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I know that I've had times where I've like turned off my problem solving skills to mm -hmm. focus on the Zen. Like if I'm, if I'm really enjoying putting a certain color down, yeah. I might like just stop thinking about like what color is next and just like put that color down on a couple of different models and why not do it do one more layer of that color why not like let's not? let's go um it's and so sometimes i i do purposely turn off the like problem solving mm -hmm. part of the task um but at other times yeah that's that's really activating especially when that model starts to come together there is that yeah. feeling of of satisfaction and achievement and growth and all all that good stuff so yeah good for the self-esteem good for the the mental <laughs> centering stability we're we're advocates for this hobby we're, we're advocates right. for this hobby <laughs> all right well let's see so of course it's not what? it's not all about you know sitting alone at a table though there there is the internet we do live in <laughs> Yeah. In a time where there is both internet and Games Workshop games and all the other minis out there. So 
I guess I guess we'll we're staying on pros for now. We can stay on on pros mm-hmm. uh, of of what does that do? But we've talked so far about this being a solo hobby, and it is. But it also can be social if you want it to be social. Um, yeah. There are you know a multitude of Reddit pages, Facebook pages, Instagram. You can mm-hmm. you can share your work with as many people and share in as many other people's work as, as you want to. Um, if part of your hobby, you know, we'll, we'll get to, you know, whether just browsing the internet is a good hobby or not, but if you want to spend some of your hobby time looking at inspiring pieces that true professionals have made in terms of, you know, painted minis. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's it's fun it's engaging it's good for your development and if you choose to like talk to other people it's also social yeah well i mean i i think the last time you know i got into this hobby and and like now that it's kind of stuck right right um doing the whole youtube thing and, and being more social is is really kept me you know in this kind of awareness zone of what's going on and you know, while I'm painting, I'm aware of certain things and, you know, it's helped me grow as a painter, right? Like being social has helped me grow as a painter. And I do think that that is important, like not to directly compare yourself to other people. I think that is a bad thing to do, but, Mm -hmm. but being with other people and learning new things, you know, if you're in a group, you're probably mm-hmm. going to get better quicker. Um, having that feedback more often, like good yep. feedback and knowing what's good and bad feedback uh, is going to help you. And I, I think that, um, you know, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook have helped to a degree. Now, I, I often <laughs> wonder if it's also hindered miniature painting and how much, but I think for the most part, it's been fairly helpful for a lot of people. I mean, we, we were just talking about how, how many people reach out to you on, you know, a fairly regular basis and say, I've gotten back into this hobby or, you know, I've, I've, you know, started again. Um, yeah. You know, however, however it ends up being for, for them, but they've started painting again and, and they found something that they love doing, you know, through and- the internet. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been otherwise. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially like the YouTube showing people random videos, essentially. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot of comments like I haven't even thought about this for 20 years, <laughs> but this video uh-huh. popped up and and right back in it, um, which is good. So, yeah, in in terms of the social aspect of the hobby and the Internet, you can get inspiration from other people online. You can talk to people online. Mm-hmm. There's whole online communities. Um you know, some of them even encourage like hanging out in Discord, like like mm-hmm. voice Discord, like talking to each other while you're painting or whatnot. Yeah. Um, have you ever done anything like that? Never anything so specific as like hanging out in a, a voice chat wall painting. Okay. But I've taken some classes with people. Um, like in I, person I, or yeah, in person. Or online. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like I've I've done actually uh, at the Las Vegas Open that mm. big Warhammer tournament. Um, a few months ago, uh, I hung out with Peachy for like four hours. Peachy of Warhammer Community. He did a four-hour class? No. <laughs> Tell me about this. 
No. So, okay. LVO was, uh, it was fun, right? I'm just going to leave that right there just hanging. Um, it was not put together very well. And a lot of that had to do with the hobby side of things. They were very, very on top of things for the tournament side, right? That's, I mean, then that's mostly what it is. Everyone was there for that. And, you know, I wasn't there to play, but I was there to hobby and hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, social aspect of, of sitting and painting with other people. And I did that for three days straight. Um, but the first day I was there, you know, we, uh, I was there with a friend. Uh, we went up to the 26th floor of the hotel that wasn't advertised as being a thing. <laughs> what floor was the tournament on? Uh, floor number one. Okay, so you were at floor 26, yeah, in a, in all right. A, a convention center, and then they're like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's some hobby rooms and some stuff. And then it was like we had to ask people where the classes were taking place, you know, because I had signed up to take a class. Um, and we go up there, and, like, there's Peachy sitting in uh, this very large room kind of by himself. All alone? Kinda, all alone. Well, there were recorded. no other nerds in the room. Uh, no, there there were there were a handful on the on the complete opposite side. It's a very large room. Um, were they, they there? Were, to, were they there? Okay, so they were there for a separate thing. They yeah, they were there. Yeah, they were there for a separate class, okay. um, which I ended up taking later. But um, there's Peachy sitting in a corner by himself, and there's like a line of tables, like probably forty feet of tables and chairs lined up for his classes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know it. it it felt kind of sad. And I went on, I went on to the LVO site and I purchased a, a class, a, a games workshop class. And it was for painting some, uh, Sigmarines, right? Like okay. that was the class. So then me and my friend go up there and it's just us. And Peachy's like, are you here for the class? And we're like, <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, sit down. I'm going to, I'm going to grab some of these, uh, Primaris Marines. It's like, Oh, well, okay, Primaris Marines. Like that's not what the class is about. He's like, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah." It says this on on the website, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like they've completely messed up his schedules online. They didn't tell people that he was even there, and so he's been sitting up there, like basically by himself since he got to Vegas. So yeah, we sat down with him and and uh, chatted for for about four hours. Okay, so on the yeah. social aspect, is Peachy painting alone happier or less happy than Peachy painting with friends? I'd say that Peachy was much happier painting with friends. <laughs> ah, now see, I think that's something we can all learn from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I felt so bad for him. He even offered us some of his nice British candy. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a, it was pretty awesome though. Like it was it was weird you know, to, to sit down and just hang out with him for a while. But, you know, we, we started painting through our not Sigmarines. They were Primaris Marines because apparently that class was, you know, for a different day. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a better experience painting, you know, with someone. And, and in general, when I've, when I've done that, it's, it's always a better experience because you get to talk about things you can, you can yeah. ask questions like if someone's a better painter, then you can say, hey, like, how do you do this thing? And you will learn faster. And I mean, it's just it's more fun. So did Peachy you know, teach you anything or were you just hanging out? 
Um, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, did you teach was, PG uh, anything? Um, no, <laughs> I okay. don't think so. All right. But we were, um, yeah, it was a, it was a class on speed painting, mm-hmm. uh, Primaris Marines, and it was mainly using contrast paints. Um, he, okay. So he, he did kind of teach me something actually. Um, so he, he's like a huge, huge proponent of dry brushing. And if you've never listened to, you know, the age of Sigmar podcast, he's got a couple episodes on there and he talks about, you know, himself growing up and his dad being a a miniature painter and only dry brushing almost exclusively, which is a very strange thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he had some cool insights on dry brushing. He, He was showing me like, okay, well, you know, here's how you normally load your brush. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, you wipe it off on a piece of cardboard, not on a piece of, uh, you know, like kitchen cloth, whatever. Okay. Um, which was different for me, you know, and he had some reasons behind that, like different moisture levels get taken away and whatever. But then he also reintroduced some water into his dry brush, which is very strange, but it totally worked. Like he just took the corner of the dry brush and just touched it in the water. And it was just enough, like in this area to, to make the dry brushing not look dry, huh. know, but it wasn't wet brushing either. So it was this weird kind of in-between of, of you're still dry brushing, but then just enough moisture on one side of the brush is smoothing out that, that dry brushing that it looks better than if you just did it traditionally. Huh, fascinating. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. he definitely, definitely taught me that. That was, that was very interesting. But yeah, it did feel a little bad for him. Uh, I said hi to him a bunch of times at the, at the convention. Cause he was kind of wandering around by himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, he'd see me and my friend, he'd go, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we're those two guys. <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting experience for sure. But uh, he's a nice guy and it, and it was nice to sit down and paint with him and talk. So yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for the social aspect of painting yeah. and sitting together. Yeah, no, the uh, kind of the experience of sitting down with other people and painting and talking whenever you feel like it is, it, I've had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't something that I've done as, as much as maybe I'd like to. Like, I think it'd be cool if more stores had painting days or paint and take days. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that'd be great. Um, as it is kind of most of my experience with, with that kind of setting has been either at a, at a class or a convention mm-hmm. of, of, yeah, there's, there's a scheduled event where people are going to sit around this table and paint. Um, at Gen Con, there's, there's a speed painting competition, which is kind of like that, you know, 45 minutes, a mini, and there's some paints in front of you and you're sitting next to other people and you're, you're going to town and, yeah. um, but but also there there's like paint and take events which mm-hmm. I I actually really enjoy just going down there's some cheap poorly primed mini a couple of paints <laughs> sit down next to maybe you're with a friend at the convention or whatever but then there's a bunch of strangers around you and you just just chatting and hanging out and yeah um it's actually I mean it's really conducive to that because the the actual hobby just involves like sitting still and keeping your hands busy um plenty of time for for talking and getting to know each other and so like if if you can get the the little bit of organization it takes to actually get a few people around a table with some paintbrushes in their hands like i think it can be a really great social activity 
Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that most people do not do this. Um, <laughs> That's that, true. That most painting takes place, you know, alone in your in your hobby den and on your mm -hmm. kitchen table or whatever. But um, yeah. it, it definitely can be pretty social. Yeah, that is an interesting aspect to this this it, hobby. Or it's an it's an option. It's an option to be social. <laughs> Going yeah. outside, optional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, have you taken any any classes, or do you just do mostly painting? I took I took one with uh, Sam Lens, um, and then mm. I took a another quick one at Gen Con last year. Um, and they can be pretty informative. Yeah mm -hmm. the the instructor has some little curriculum of of techniques that they want to show you on a model or products that they want to make sure that you try on a model. Um, yeah. And then they're and then they're there to give critique and suggestions mm -hmm. and and that sort of stuff and I found them to be useful yeah 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 so that's definitely I I think that uh, I mean I agree with you um, you know I've taken a couple of classes too um, mm -hmm. and they've both been been pretty helpful I mean the the one with PG was more uh, hanging out <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that that definitely was beneficial in itself. Um, yeah, and uh, I took another one with uh, CK Studios mm -hmm. at the same convention, and learned quite a bit from that. Um, did you know that uh, Liquitex white ink? I know we're both pretty huge users and proponents of using white ink to do zenithals. I like Liquitex white ink. Right. Yeah, continue, continue. Have you have you used any other white ink, or have I, you noticed a difference? I have, I have. I've okay. used um, the FW Dollar Rowney stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it spottier, chunkier. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. flat out garbage. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it. it no, there was fine. <laughs> there was a noticeable difference between that and and Liquitex ink. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always hesitant to a little bit hesitant, at least to say that something is garbage. Like I, I understand sure. that there's different batches of this stuff and maybe this mm -hmm. was frozen when it was in a truck across Manitoba <laughs> yeah. or something like, um, or, yeah. or, or, you know, maybe a bottle has been sitting on the shelf for five years and is, is, is not what it once was. Right. Yeah. But the bottle of FW white ink that I have is, is, garbage for zenithal highlights yes. compared to the now like three different bottles of liquitex uh -huh. you yeah. know white ink that i've used but. well the the uh the main topic starting off in this class that i was taking was literally do not buy fw white ink okay yeah well because it will ruin your day and like it has ruined my day many times and i i did not even realize i thought it was me this for for like a long time <laughs> for real that this particular white ink was like i'm just doing something wrong i can't thin it right it, it's ink it should just work no it's it just does not work like liquitex or or apparently vallejo makes a white ink that's like literally the best but yeah like i went out as soon as i got home and i bought that liquitex white ink and it like changed my life yeah um if anyone's not sure what we're talking about right now, we're talking about an airbrush technique where you start with a, a dark coat like black as the mm -hmm. primer on a mini, and then you dust it from above with white ink um, to get you know transitions between white highlights and dark underneath. So yeah. 
and traditionally called a zenithal hybrid. yeah yeah and you can do that with just spray cans um but it gets it's not it is nowhere near as pretty as if you do it with an airbrush and mm-hmm. um either vallejo white ink apparently <laughs> or or liquitex yeah. white ink um yeah. but yeah, I've, I've found that you load up your airbrush with Liquitex white ink and you just do some gentle mistings over the top and yeah. uh, you get a really awesome kind of black and white mini that someday I will find a use for just not even doing anything else to the mini, just having it be yeah. black and white like that. Some Someday the situation that. will arise, yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely thought about doing that, like taking an entire army. Mm-hmm going through it and just doing that and going, yes, like this is an awesome, like grayscale army, you know, cause it does look really cool. Like yep. it has a very distinct look to it. And, uh, you know, you add color to that and obviously it pops pretty good, but it, it does look really cool. And it would be fun to try that for, you know, an army of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or terrain, you know, or having, uh, statues on the side of a street or who knows, yeah. like there's, there's a situation where that looks cool. And anyway, we, we like to start our, our paint jobs with a Zenithal highlight so that one, you know, it picks up really well on the camera. Like before you even put mm-hmm. down your, your first bit of brushwork paint, like the, the Zenithal highlight really picks up well on the camera and you can see all the details on the mini. Um, but it also just in person, our eyes, we can see what's going on and, uh, yeah. and it, it helps us think about how we're going to paint the thing. So, um, yeah, you're saying that like just talking to other people, just, you know, silly yeah. little things like this brand, not this brand. And mm-hmm. of course, sometimes those loyalties are foolish and that's a, that's a yeah, whole other there episode, are, but there are um, the weird loyalty <laughs> issues, but. But specifically, I mean, because, you know, when when I was in the class, it was like, we're only using this ink because this works. And, you know, we didn't go into the reasons why the other one worked. Um, But it did doesn't like that. That Dale Rowney stuff just didn't. And that's really what it comes down to is like it it has nothing to do with loyalty in in that case. Right. It just what works for your your painting. Um, Yeah. Some someday we'll have a a real talk about brand loyalty and games workshop right. paints and what, all that what's stuff. Better, what's let's, let's save that one. Like we yes. Uh, oh, please man. subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can yeah. If you want to hear us crap talk on no, not really. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get them subscribed before we uh, crap talk oh, on, right. uh, yeah, on various brands of paint, right. but. Um, you know, along with this, I do actually really like some of the FW colors, just oh, just yeah. not their titanium white. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's one of those things that comes with experience is that, you know, every mm-hmm. every line of paint has strengths and weaknesses, and sometimes that's like yeah. color by color strengths and weaknesses. Like this yeah, you, green. You do have to learn each color, right? Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It, how it mixes, how it affects other things, like what happens, because not all mixes are scientifically sound. If you know what I mean, like there are more than one type of pigment. Oh yeah, in that paint. So like there are a lot of different combinations and things that can happen. And obviously, sitting around a table with with people who are experienced, you know, you're gonna pick up on some of that stuff. And I I do think that's really important. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about um, surrounding yourself with people like who are better at doing the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying. You know, if you're going to go somewhere and be somewhere and learn things like you need to make sure that you are 
um, I guess for the lack of a better term, you are the dumbest person in the room. That's a very valid thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, surround yourself with people who know more than you do and always be learning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and of course, yeah, the, the, the learning and the growth is all something that we value about the hobby too, because they're in some ways it, it's very easy to pick up. It is very easy to do a paint and take for a Primaris intercessor Marine and throw a coat of blue contrast paint on or whatever. <laughs> yep. Um, so the, the entry is very simple, but of course it's, uh, very hard to master and when you do look at right. you know the instagram profiles for the masters and see what you can do on these tiny little tiny little things you know that this really can be a, you know a lifelong hobby and you can continue mm -hmm. to to grow and learn um year after year after year um yeah and there's there is such a high ceiling on this if if you want there to be but on the on the other hand within a month you can be certainly painting models that you think are cool and are mm -hmm. are happy to play a game with or put on your shelf or whatever yeah. but at the same time there is such a high ceiling if you really want to learn how to <laughs> yeah how to paint glistening muscles or, or, or <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite things and not not the glistening muscles thing you know although sometimes I appreciate a good glistening muscled model you know uh that new war cry set with that that barbarian dude like fun to paint whatever mm -hmm, I'm getting mm -hmm. off track <laughs> um that ceiling of of learning right like it yeah. it is seemingly never ending and even people who we do consider to be at the absolute top of the field you know are still learning yes and i i love that aspect like that's something that i really liked about about um playing guitar uh -huh. um is that there isn't a ceiling you can always get better. I'm trying to think of like what hobbies though you can kind of max out. And I'm not sure that you necessarily um, can on all of them. I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think of something that, that would make sense. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, watching world, TV, you can max out on being Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's a good point. I kind of have that scribbled down as like a, maybe not a great hobby is watching TV. <laughs> What are some bad hobbies then? You yeah. want to jump into it? Yeah. Yeah, we can yeah, might as well. talk about some other hobbies. So, you know, we, we were talking about a hobby is what you do with your like one or maybe two hours of free time during a day. Yeah. And there are good uses and bad uses of that, medium uses. Um, I like to think about it as, you know, kind of it, all the different aspects of health. Like, is it sure. uh, social health, mental health, financial health, uh, physical, you know, is yeah. is it doing anything good for you? And so painting, we talked about being relaxing. It can be social if you want it to be, um, you know, you there are ways to paint in a financially responsible way where painting is keeping you right. from spending money on other things. <laughs> um, and so painting can be pretty good in terms of health and hobbies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you're just thinking about like, what do most people do with that mm -hmm. extra hour or two? I think just on average, most people watch TV with their free yeah. time. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe that's Netflix or, or whatever it happens to be mm -hmm. cable news or Netflix or who, who, who knows, but 
I think probably the most popular pastime for winding down at the end of the day is watching an hour or two or four of TV. And on the whole, I, I think that is a bad use of time. And unless I would would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's caveats caveats. there. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, some, some movies and TV shows I think are socially useful to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't watch sports, but like, mm-hmm. I think it would actually be good for my health to at least watch the Super Bowl every year so that sure. like the next day at work or whatever, like when someone's talking yeah. about uh, like just Did you just see the big game, right? Just the I ability know, to John, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I never do. You know this. <laughs> you know this. That that is a that is a valid way to go. Right. <laughs> just tell them to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Oh, man. And, uh, you know. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, yeah. like while while we're on nerd things, and then you know, plus the Marvel movies, like if right. if we are living in kind of a nerd social realm, like there are some things that you are expected to see because people will constantly be making references to them, yeah. and um, and I think there comes a point where if you are missing so many references that people in your social circle are making. Like it yeah. might, it might be worth it for you to sit on, uh, you know, sit and watch TV for uh, yeah several evenings to to catch up right. on the on the you know the big ones. Yeah. Um, Maybe not watch the extended versions of Lord yeah. of the Rings, but you know the standard yeah. versions. You should know Get who Gimli is. Yeah, right. You should. <laughs> like when some store clerk walks by you with you know a bunch of carts and yells at you, you shall not pass. You should probably know why. Yeah, that he's not being mean. He's- He's being fun. And he's not being as weird as you think he is, maybe. Exactly. Like, you're, you're the weirdo in this situation. Right. Um, <laughs> you're the weirdo. <laughs> so so I, I actually think that at least to a degree, everyone, it's okay for everyone to have watching TV as, like, part of their hobby. Like, I... Part of, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes you can multitask that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't. Um, yeah, if you're not listening to this podcast on YouTube or Apple... <laughs> or any other podcast areas, then you can definitely throw on some Netflix and uh, paint. Right. Um, and of course, the then there's the question of, can you multitask painting and watching TV? And I think it very much depends on what that TV is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a sitcom or something like that, especially if you've already seen it before, absolutely mm-hmm. can be on in the background as noise. Um, right. No, like kind of uh, having that mental picture going. Yeah, rather than yeah, because you because you, look cause you know what's going on. The the audio is enough to to keep you going on on what Jim and Pam are up to on the office there. You know, um, <laughs> same old garbage, right? But but again, like I don't advocate for you to sit down with the beer at the end of the day and do nothing else except watch The Office for the tenth time. Um, I right. I mean. Hey, do it if that's what makes you happy. Do it, but if we're if we are trying to semi-objectively, mostly subjectively rank hobbies here, I, I don't think that's a that's a great use of your time. Um, yeah, I mean, I I like The Office. I've I probably watched it three times, but yeah, two and a half of those times were definitely not actually looking at the screen. Right. Yeah, and right. that is that is a good time. Just yeah. while you're doing something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, reruns of most 
English speaking TV shows, English you could probably do that video. with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can't watch Narcos while you're painting. <laughs> cannot watch Narcos while you're painting. I've I've been trying recently, and my Spanish just isn't good enough. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> they're headed um, to the bathroom. I think. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if I spent just years listening to Narcos, if I'd get there. Like if if that is I think actually a reasonable would. way to. So I took a little bit of Spanish in school, but. I still need those subtitles. I, I very <laughs> yeah. much need those subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's, that's an interesting experiment though. I mean, so maybe, maybe for the next year you just put on Narcos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't look at it. I mean, there might be some context things that you might have to look at it for, but you know, maybe turn off the subtitles completely and then just see if, if that somehow translates see where you get maybe it's a good experiment we'll uh we'll keep up with this so you might as well subscribe now i still don't know spanish <laughs> six months later why this was a terrible use of my time like, absolutely yeah bad hobby <laughs> um so yeah we want to talk about some other hobbies here this this whole podcast isn't about tv no no um i mean i think we touched on some cell phone games and why they're probably bad um uh, we can get to dirt biking. I like that. Yeah. I dirt bike quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, like... Uh, Do you think dirt biking is a good hobby? I think it is one of the best hobbies, Brent. <laughs> yeah. The most fun and enjoyable times that you can have outside the right. smell of, of gasoline and that exhaust covered every... I, I don't know. There's something about that. that, that cons. Uh, All right, continue. <laughs> in the cons, you're not a, you're not a huge fan of... Uh, of dirt biking or look why don't don't you take the pros i'll take the cons on this one (laughs) okay so the pros of dirt biking are is it gets your heart rate up um in multiple ways (laughs) there's some adrenaline Mm -hmm. um there's yeah there's definitely that rush of kind of that extreme sport especially like and it's controllable you can go slow you can go fast you can jump high or not at all um it's a good exercise honestly like you know i can go around a track or you know go up a mountain Mm -hmm. um it puts you in places you know where hiking can take you but a lot faster okay um there's there's a um a social aspect to it of of going out with other people um a problem solving aspect or mechanical aspect of having to work on or fix or do different things like uh I got really good at small engine repair um, so much that it's actually gotten me jobs before, uh, which I, I find fascinating and very useful as a skill. Um, and overall, it's just, uh, I don't know, you're going 70 miles an hour on a dirt road on two wheels. And yeah, it's 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 an amazing feeling. Okay. Cons, Brent. <laughs> well, I don't see any cons here. <laughs> Actually, you did a pretty good job on the pros. You got me second guessing this here, but oh, okay. um, All right. the the seventy miles per hour on a dirt road with or without jumps, I'm yeah. going to put that as uh-huh. a con in my book. <laughs> yeah, um, more jumps is a it's a pro. It's a, it's a pro. Yeah i i I haven't actually ever done dirt biking. I've been on an ATV like a couple of times in my life, and mm-hmm. I hated it. It was uh, <laughs> it was frightening. Um, <laughs> And we were not even going like that fast, but it was it was frightening. I was just like, were you going like up some sketchy hills or something? Oh, or? I mean, it was it was in the woods. Like they were they're pretty cool, okay. like dirt paths and stuff. But were there uh, bears? I could see that. 
I mean, there were. I couldn't see any. Like, okay. if if so, that was uh, kind of a gator, like two person ATV, and I was sitting on the back trying to hang on, and like no mm-hmm. control over. So, so part of it was that I did not have any control over the speed that, that or direction. Could have had to do a lot of it, yeah. You know, and whether or not you trust the person, like actually driving, right. plays a big role. Um, was it but, a friend or family member? Uh, yes, yes, family member. Okay. Um, See, I wouldn't trust my family members to drive me around on an ATV. That could have been it. You should have had a friend. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put that, write that down for in case I ever get on an ATV <laughs> in again you in my ever life. Get back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but no. For me, I was thinking like, okay, there's a 95 percent chance I survive the next like half an yeah. hour. Five percent <laughs> right. chance. Well. I guess I could still survive, but be horribly injured. So we got to calculate mm-hmm. that in. There's um, maiming involved yeah. at, at times. I mean, I've almost <laughs> broken limbs. Like I've gone with my dad and he's broken limbs. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's dangerous. Can be. You wear a helmet, pads, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, you can, there's other ways to get adrenaline rushes that are less likely to result in uh, <laughs> bodily bro- harm, <laughs> broken bones, concussions. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's, for me, there's there's an exciting part about that, like that, sure, that sure, possibility sure, sure. of bodily harm. Like, I mean, I I've been I've been pretty injured before, but you know, I don't know. It's like um, there's that sense of pride for some weird reason <laughs> of like I jacked my leg up so bad once, and uh, you know, I took pictures of that. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh, Check it uh-huh. out. Like I jacked up. This is really painful. <laughs> But you know, it's I don't know. There's something about scars, right? Getting getting scars. Okay. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Life. Yeah, yeah, we just have different types of scars. That's all. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some are emotional. Some are on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Some sometime I'll I'll show you the like chemical explosion where I still have bits of beaker there in me. You, you know. Like, okay. Um, that, which, that I'm gonna write that down right now. I'm just gonna write that down. <laughs> make Brent later, show but, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have a we should have a segment science with Brent. <laughs> yeah, someday, someday, um, yeah. we can do a segment on that. Sure, I I think it's fascinating, and I I also moreover think it's fascinating that you have a a PhD in what is it specifically chemical uh, engineering or, or organic or, chemistry organic yeah. chemistry. Yeah. Okay, like I, I think. I think you've talked about that before on your channel, but honestly, when it comes down to it, that is, that is a bit, uh, mind blowing. It's not easy to do that. Yeah. It's, I just find it interesting, like what everybody brings to their channel and the hobby, Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think like third spaces is a whole separate episode, but in, in this hobby, uh, it really is a third space where everybody comes together to paint minis, but where everybody is coming from is very different and kind of in the world, you know, in the world of painting minis we're we're all equal, except for some people are really good at it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, but everyone is welcome to come sit around and talk about space Marines and and all that stuff. And so it is the great, uh, equalizer. Yeah, absolutely. And and many hobbies are like that, but yeah. you know, there's the barber shop or the bar or, or the game store or all or like the gym even are all third spaces where people come mm-hmm. together. It doesn't matter what else they've done in their lives, but uh, yeah, right now, right now, everybody's here to play tabletop games or or what have you. Yeah, um, that's, that's actually really good. Um, 
We'll we'll write that down. That that definitely is like a whole whole right. other other I like topic. That a lot. Uh, but but I do find it fascinating, like because everybody is coming in with different experiences and different skills. Mm-hmm. It is always fascinating, like um, you know, we're doing this podcast, and you are good at setting this up because you've been in a band for fifteen years, right. which is like okay, you're. I haven't been in a band for 15 years. Like my, my experiences are completely different and I bring different skills to the hobby. And so I have more of a strength in terms of thinking about like what a pigment actually is or like I have, um, or what a glue is actually doing. So I have at least a little bit of insight into, you know, how the resin printer is hardening the resin or, or, you know, any of that stuff. Like, um, and I mean, and that, that is a fascinating uh, angle honestly and and I, sure. I obviously uh, attributes to the success you've had so far on YouTube well um speaking of dirt bikes yeah <laughs> <laughs> is now the time to be vacuuming are you serious <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> oh that's amazing so yeah this idea of the hobby being a third space is, I think it's definitely a whole podcast episode all on its own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if you go to a game store and you play a game with somebody, likely the, the person you're playing with spent their week doing something very different than what you spent your week doing. You know, yeah. different, different professions, different walks of life. Um, but there everybody all is like talking about whether or not Magnus did anything wrong, you know, it gives, it gives you, um, a lot of commonality and it's, it's really great to bring people together like that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think many hobbies do the same thing as Mm -hmm. acting as that third space, bringing tons of different people together, but it's, yeah, it's, it's great that the hobby does do that. Uh, lets us, lets us talk with each other, find common interests. Um, and then, you know, you, you do get someone whose job is uh, a woodworker and they can mm-hmm. teach you about like, I don't know, the good sandpaper or, or how to make a plinth for your minis or or yes. or whatever. Um, yeah. And you get. Yeah, you, you get somebody who's a software engineer who figures out how to make a cool app to, I don't know, keep track of the score or, or whatever. Right, they, you know, yeah. um, uh whatever whatever your profession is or your other hobbies or your other interests absolutely there are ways to make them useful um mm-hmm. in in this hobby because there there really are a lot of facets to this hobby other than just the act of putting paint down on a mini um yeah. you know if you if you do have a prior experience in the field of art or whatever yeah absolutely that's that's a leg up but it's it's not all about that. There are all kinds of different right. problem solving and hand skills and social skills can be involved in this hobby. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool the way it, it all comes together sometimes. So, um, yes, this can be a social hobby. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You can spend your time uh, sitting alone in a Zen like state uh, before bed, but there is absolutely the outlet for this to be social. Yeah. Yeah, and I think having that that social interaction and and having the hobby be that equalizer between, you know, walks of life, like you said, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I suppose it's a, a personal belief. I don't know if you share this, but um, doing life with other people, like living your life with other people and 
not necessarily having them be uh, people that, that like all the same things that you do, it creates, you know, a sense of community and well-roundedness in a Mm -hmm. person, you know, you can go to someone who sees something completely differently from you and, you know, bond over, you know, a, a board game, essentially, like we're playing these tabletop games and, you know, we might have different opinions about different things, but, you know, you see people for being people and not their opinions, you know, on the internet or political views or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, I think that makes a big difference in having a fulfilled life. And I'd agree with that. Yeah. And okay. And, 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 you know, this hobby is something that you can do for your entire life, theoretically, you know, and, and I think we've both chosen this hobby to, to be advocates of it for that reason in particular is that you can do this for a long time and there are a lot of good reasons to do it. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, I've been thinking about this, that this is one of the hobbies that I have had for the longest period of time. And, you know, obviously breaks in between there, Sure. but I am more and more thinking about this as a lifelong hobby. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the fact that there is this skill progression that you can continue to get better and better and better and still be nowhere near the end of of painting minis. There's so many things to paint. There's so much to learn. And so that it can absolutely keep you busy for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of like the physical requirements of the hobby, Mm -hmm. if if your eyes, even with really thick glasses, can be corrected to be able to see the mini, like if, if your eyes basically work and if you... You know, if your hands are not too shaky mm-hmm. or you can find a way to brace your hands, um, as long as your hands and your eyes pretty much work, yeah. yeah, you can keep at this forever. Yeah. And that's not the same for all hobbies. You know, if if you were into to sports or something as a younger man, like that, mm-hmm. eventually it would be wise to give some of those up or to transition into lower impact kind of stuff. Yeah. Dirt biking um, is a long term hobby. Uh it's not not the best. <laughs> I mean, have you said that you've gone dirt biking with your dad before? Like, yes, yes, okay, that's, and that, and that is true. Um, I mean, as we age, we uh, I guess the reflexes older, you break easier, you heal slower, uh-huh. uh, slower reflexes also, which is yes. probably not great. Um, there are some times when you know you have to make some decisions. Like, am I sure. going to fall twenty feet? Or into a rock. You have to pick. Right, right. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people do rugby for, sure. you know, into their 60s or, or whatnot. But you can absolutely be painting for as long as you want to. Yes. And something else I've found, actually, is that it's a little bit like riding a bike. Mm. Where you, I have found, you know, I, I took a big long break. Pretty much my my 20s, I didn't do any painting is... is mm-hmm kind of the story for me and i got back to it and if anything i was better when i came back to it like not only had i not lost skill i feel like i I don't even know why maybe it's just better products on the market or just a a more mature mind or something but i I actually felt like i yeah okay um but it's not it's not a thing where you lose skill um Mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe maybe the the product line changes up a little bit, and you got to reorient yourself to to what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, but I think it's it's a hobby that's easy to come back to. There's there's not a lot of demands um, physically uh, that that are going to prevent you from coming back, and also it you know it stores pretty easily unless you have a massive collection of minis like you know. A decent sized box can fit a lot of paints and some paintbrushes and some minis and yeah. uh put put that in your I'm trying to think. I don't want to recommend people put it in their attic, like stuff dries out in a hot attic, but like, you know, in a sure. in a cool, dry garage. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. yeah. Um stores easy, the skill stays there, and it something you can get fulfillment out of year after year if if that's yeah. what you want to do. So um yeah, lots of reasons to advocate for painting minis. That's definitely that's the point of today, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just realizing that we didn't talk about the cons of mini painting, um, <laughs> and obviously that's because neither of us think that's too important. That's um, right, neither of yeah. us really focus on those things, but uh, I suppose we should mention them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, okay. Um, what, what do we got? What do we got? In in today's day and age. Um, uh, posting things on the internet can be a very bad thing. Um, risky, you mean? Risky in that in that you might get some feedback that you're not necessarily prepared for. So, you know, while while the hobby itself might not, this might not be an exact con, but like if you're sharing your work with other people or you're taking it somewhere, you know, you might hear some words of not very uh, encouraging you know speech. so you you have a you have a backstory that i don't have casey yeah um so you've told me before that like you posted minis online as a young man and mm-hmm. you got ripped to shred by some mean nerds some mean, mean nerds <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it <laughs> yeah when i was when i was younger uh 11 years old 12 years old something around there um i started painting and you know the internet was a pretty young thing there were forums, you know, mostly text-based, but then there were some some that started to have pictures, you know, up. Uh, so I'd share my work and for the most part, just get completely torn apart and ripped to shreds by, you know, <laughs> <laughs> internet trolls. But I don't even know if they were trolls. It was just everyone on the forums like, why are you here? You know, you shouldn't even be painting at all. Uh yeah, like real, real bad things. And especially, you know, for a young child to, to hear. Um, and I tried to endure that for a while. I really wanted to get better at painting and I wanted to play and it was, it was having a, I was having a lot of fun and that pretty much killed it for me. Um, yeah. So, so even, even today, um, where there might be a lot of pros in, in, uh, posting your work online and getting feedback. I think that, that there are a lot of cons that come with that and that you don't know who is looking and who will be posting. Well, there's, Um, there's some risk there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in, in the same vein as this can be good for your self-esteem of, you know, Mm -hmm. painting a mini and feeling good about it, feeling accomplished. Um, there, there is the risk that, uh, Either someone will tell you that it's terrible or you realize for yourself that it's terrible or come to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so so there is the the risk of failure, whether you actually did fail or whether someone's just being mean and tell, telling you you yeah. failed. But um, 
as a side note, being a troll on the internet and posting mean things on the internet, not a good use of anybody's time. It's, like this that's is not a good hobby. <laughs> like, that is not a good hobby. Like it's not good for you. It's not good for anyone reading what you write. Like don't, right. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah. have stupid arguments on the internet. Don't be mean on the me internet. Every it's, time. Yeah. Man. Like it, when people are arguing with complete strangers, like especially people I know, it's like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Like you're not going to change their mind. Like why? why? Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bad idea. It's a bad pastime. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess there there can be some some feel bads if you are trying to paint the Space mm -hmm. Marine on the box and it looks like nothing like the Space Marine on the box, and then yeah. you know you go to the internet <laughs> for validation and people tell you that this this looks so much worse than the Space Marine on the box. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, this kind of tr frustration can be true in, yeah. in any hobby. Um, and any hobby can have trolls telling you that you're you're worthless oh, yeah. and wasting your time and, and all that. So, yeah, you know, don't don't worry about it, Casey. Chit up. Like, was... <laughs> oh, yeah, it only took 20 years. Huh? I'm way past that. I don't cry after reading YouTube comments at all. <laughs> OK, so one con is internet strangers can tell you you're terrible and you can quit the hobby for 20 Absolutely. years is a yes potential con okay yeah and okay. i mean obviously like i was young right and not really understanding a lot of things about life like that's gonna that's gonna really uh, <laughs> not be good for you yeah we weren't yeah. we weren't used to what an internet troll was at that point absolutely we yeah this was like pre-y2k okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah. All right, I, f I forgive you for... Uh, <laughs> you forgive, forgive you? Yeah. <laughs> Where were you in 1999? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Casey, I was that internet nerd. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a... Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, that'd, be, um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so... Let's see what what else what else. Um, do you have anything to say about like the the coolness or the social acceptability of painting goblins first dirt biking? Like I the, I would say that one of those factor. like like yeah if you if you go into a random bar in America and someone says like hey what what'd you do today mm -hmm. and and. One Casey says I went dirt biking, and the other Casey sure. says I painted some gloom spike gits for my right. Age of Sigmar army. What's that? <laughs> it's kind of like, well, do you know what Dungeons and Dragons is? No, it's like that. So, <laughs> so, are there any are there any social cons? Um, I mean, it obviously, it depends on where you're going. Right? If you're at a hobby shop, then no, there aren't any. But if you're at a bar, I mean. Honestly, I think it I think it comes down to um how interesting can you be while talking about it? Because even right now, like I can go dirt biking, sure, and I can tell someone that. And like in the in the area that I live in, people go, Okay, that's cool. You know, mm -hmm. like you see mm -hmm. it all the all the time. Um, but if I tell someone, okay, like I got a haircut right the other day. Oh yeah. yeah, not a bar, but the barber. Yeah, the okay. Barber. The, the barber yes. making conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is and, this is and the situation. I was telling them yeah. like, because you know they're asking, oh, so what do you do and all this stuff? And I'm like, well, you know, uh, I paint toy soldiers for the internet, and that's that's almost always my go-to. And then it's like, excuse me, 
you know, and it's like interest level is peaked, right? So two percent so chance they say cases. like two percent chance they say Warhammer, or in the ninety eight percent chance very that you small get that response. Percent chance. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, no, I had no idea what it was, but was very interested. And and I do think that there is an interest level there that when you say it a specific way, like if you have that yeah. pre-planned script in your head, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, it, it can be something that people really like weirdly admire. Um, yeah. And, and maybe that's maybe that's coming from um, having a YouTube channel uh, more than more than actually painting. But I mean, you know, I don't I don't start with necessarily like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on YouTube and they go, oh, what is it like box openings? Like, no, I paint soldiers. You know? <laughs> no, it's like, sometimes I do box openings. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Yes, I do. Actually. <laughs> no, I, I like that. Like yeah. um, if you just go at it with the right attitude and have that yeah. confidence to tell the barber yeah. or the person at the bar or whatever. Yeah. The barber's a great example, by the way. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is one of my favorite things to, to tell people because inevitably, you know, a conversation starter is what do you do for a living? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so coming at it, like I'm waiting for someone to ask cause I just want to see the <laughs> look gotta, on their face. Gotta have that prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if you go in it with uh, with the confidence and the hey, this mm-hmm. is this is what I love to do. It doesn't doesn't have to be negative. It's only negative right. if you if you think it's about a, it yeah. that way. Like it's only um, negative this if you come at it like this, I I paint pants. Yeah, this isn't high school unless you literally are in high school right now. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and and even then, like you know, have have confidence in what you're doing. And I think uh, yeah that gets over the the nerd stigma um mm-hmm. and i also i think again part of this is maturity and and our age and our stage in life but partially it mm-hmm. is like the world changing like this stuff is not as uh as closeted as it used to be like, yeah absolutely uh, uh avengers yeah. um the last one that what is the end game is i think it just got to number one like on the, the all movie time chart. movie ever. All time movie ever. Yeah. I think it just passed Avatar. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a movie I haven't seen yet and should for socially uh important reasons. Yeah. I Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> and on that note, Brent, go watch Avengers Ed Game. Okay. And I'll I'll write that down. Doing? I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. I, I watched the uh the first one. Not the first Avengers. I did watch the first Avengers, but I saw sure, the one sure. right before Endgame, whatever that was called. Infinity War, possibly yes. Infinity War. Yeah. And um, the one that there was the massive cliffhanger. You did want I mean, to see it, how that I mean, resolved. it does. <laughs> Look, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'm know what my takeaway? <laughs> my takeaway from that movie was the. Um, the lady villain with like the cool face paint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like basically uh, like a dark elf, witch with mm-hmm. like the cool face paint. And I, like my takeaway from that movie was like, I got to learn to paint like sweet makeup on my, yeah, on right, my figures. Like that was my yeah. takeaway. Like, Oh, that was sweet. Like you got the eyes, but then you have like the, the horizontal stripe, like across mm-hmm. the, yeah. the eyes. Like it's not a, I've seen that they do like a, a nice bright blue stripe across yeah yeah like Um, that would work really well in like blue or burgundy and that's 
that's something I got to look into. But that's a good um, call. yeah, it was a great movie, Casey. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh no, the third Spider Man in the last 10 years disappeared. I, right. <laughs> they'll never make another Spider Man movie. Like, I know, right? Uh, uh, spoilers, they made more Spider Man movies. They made. Oh, um, but, but yes, no, I, I, not to get too far on that, but yes, there are, there are culturally important TV shows and movies that you should get around to watching someday. Right. <laughs> like, um, sometime yeah. after I watch the princess diaries all the way through, I'll get around to Avengers <laughs> Endgame, and then I'll, and then I'll really know what's going on when people talk to me. Like, yeah. Life will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, there, nerd culture or nerd acceptance or, or whatever it is uh, definitely has made progress in, yeah. in the last years, and and Marvel has been a big part of it. Mm. Um, I think I think Stranger Things, like opening oh, yeah. with a scene of kids having fun playing D anD D, and even like throughout the throughout the series, they've made that a theme. Is that like yeah. what these kids like to do is play D anD D? Like even even in like season three, it was a a mm-hmm. big sub theme and yeah this this stuff is less closeted than it used to be yeah and and if you confidently like to tell people like yeah I, I painted this cool mini last night oh you watch tv oh okay yeah cool right that's cool like <laughs> it does make a difference it, it does yeah. like coming at coming at it with with a confidence and and you know it's like knowing that hey this is what i like to do um it is it is more socially acceptable to just say what you like to do and you know expect that people aren't gonna like give you a hard time for it. Oh, you watched The Bachelorette last night? How now, how'd that now, turn out? Okay, I do have yeah. a problem with that. Like <laughs> oh, okay. oh I didn't TV, know it. <laughs> and then there's and then there's like just garbage. Right? Uh, <laughs> like unless unless you've made a drinking game out of out of this thing. Like and that's a whole other yeah. thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. Then that's different. Yeah. Yeah, we can't. Um, if you watch it, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, if you just have it on the background while you're painting, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because in your All mind's right. eye, you see you see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Jimmy messed up. I don't know. Oh, I've never watched The Bachelor. I have not either. <laughs> uh, one one episode, we'll just, uh, we'll pretend. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend. ad lib. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something with roses, something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can definitely do this, no problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got yeah. this. So hey, if you watch The Bachelorette, you can visit us on YouTube <laughs> and let us know in the comments. Yeah. So like I said, I, I love having podcasts in my ears while I'm working. Um, but this this is going to be available both on YouTube, uh Paint Bravely the Podcast mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Yep. And also wherever podcasts are downloadable on your phone. Absolutely. Um, so I'll I'll be checking in with this YouTube podcast just to to keep the comment section active mm-hmm. and and to see what people are liking and to to get a little community started that way. But yep. um yeah, I'm in terms of me consuming this thing, it's gonna be on the phone for me. I'm gonna be listening to Casey's yeah. edits while I'm painting and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah. Highly recommended. Um, if us babbling along keeps you painting, awesome. That's that one of our one. one of our polar poorly thought out goals here is to keep <laughs> you painting. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Is there any other cons to this whole mini painting, or is that 
you know, it's all, it's all, all gravy. It's all it, good. It's really hard to to come up with cons because I think we both like it so much. Like, sure, there's the uh, you're too closeted. You're you're only painting for yourself and and never talking about it or doing anything with anyone. You're you know stuck away, never going outside. Um, yeah, the the not going know. out. You can paint outside. I've. I actually yeah. need to test that more often, but like sure, I, sure. I think you can paint outside. I have a um, really good idea for that for a, a video. Okay, that well, I'm going to be doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, I'll save that for later then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you. All that. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, there's there's kind of like the financial health. Like, are you spending too much money right. on minis? And that's, that's true. That's a whole separate thing. But like, you can spend too much money on any hobby that you want. Like, Absolutely. Um, you can buy all the jewels in the candy crush farmville yes. simulator um you can and not have a physical object in return right if if you go golfing every year you can buy a new set of titanium whatever's like sure yeah. whatever they use yeah you you know i i don't know if dirt bikes are expensive but i assume they cost yes. money like yeah although like anything like like anything you can get on ebay you can find it for cheaper uh-huh <laughs> yes I mean, I like pop, I pop that plenty. bit in the ultrasonic cleaner and yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent spark plug in the new. ultrasonic cleaner. All good. That works, right? Does I that have work? No idea. Okay, <laughs> I would never do that. That seems dangerous. <laughs> What's the worst that happens? Your engine doesn't uh, start. Like, you... yeah, I mean, you could go spend another two fifty on a new spark plug. I guess. <laughs> okay, all right. Usually, use a sandblaster to get that carbon off. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, LA's totally awesome. Can't fix everything, or can it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess you're sitting down. Most people paint sitting down, and like maybe there's like a posture, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, there's there are some posture issues. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not time spent being active, but if you're doing it, kind of like you know, end of the day, getting close to bedtime, yeah, yeah. like it's not a bad thing to be a little bit sedentary there. Just. Yeah. Just winding down at the end of the day. So, okay. So, painting minis, no cons, entirely pros. Zero cons. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I think we agree. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the first episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. We always appreciate you for listening. We will talk to you hopefully every other Monday, is the goal. Every other Monday, be awesome. there. Well, I've been Casey. <laughs> I'm Brent. And we will see you every other Monday. Thanks for listening.